Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to this Masculine Journey Christmas Eve extravaganza. <laughs> what? New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. Oops. Living in the past. <laughs> Excuse me. Welcome to this New Year's Eve. I thought we were doing Groundhog Day or Back to the Future it's or something. Extravaganza. <laughs> You're right. It's, it is New Year's Eve. Oh, my goodness. How could I do that? But I did it. But you were good at it. <laughs> I did it with class. Yes. Too, you know? <laughs> but it is. And so you might guess, if you're a longtime listener to The Masculine Journey, that we would be talking about our word of the year for 2022. And so, you know, a lot of people came into this, you know, like a movie that they came into 20 minutes late, you know. Like, what in the world is the word of the year? So... Danny had that experience a couple years ago, and we're going to let him explain now because, you know, he can take all the people that don't know what I'm talking about and bring them up to speed. Right, Danny? He's an what, expert. What, what are we talking about again? <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, Wake up, wake up. Yeah, I, I was sitting here one night and they were talking about the word of the year. I'm like, what What are you talking about? The word of the year. You know, That's not in my Bible, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that chapter or something, you know, but but the the word of the year, you know, you pray about a word. God, give, you, give me a word for the year that'll – carry you through the year and just kind of unpack it as you go along and, you know, try to pray about it daily or weekly or some of us monthly or once a year, whatever you do. But, and as you see it unfold in your life and it seems like you keep coming back to that and just the experiences. And then, you know, we sit around and tell our stories with it and, you know, we all glean from others words. So that's kind of cool. I hope that was a good explanation. It is good. And I love what you said um, when we were getting ready for this, Danny. I mean, Andy. It's Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> Dandy. <laughs> what do you want for Christmas? Dandy. <laughs> but anyway, Andy. No, I did love what you said when we were getting ready that, you know, about, you know, God will go along with you. Go ahead and tell him that. Well, awesome. I, I think, you know, this whole idea is not in scripture or anything. It was a good, a good idea that we got from John Eldridge and his team. And, and, and it was like, okay, where is this? Where did this really come from? Is this something that God intended for us to all experience individually and those who did it just got the benefit of it? Or is it just something where we just kind of say, okay, this is a great idea. I'm going to engage God. And and God is all about, if you want to engage him, he's all about you know reciprocating that back. He's going to be with you. And just the effect of that, of, of I think he's just all in it. Anybody that's hungry enough to ask, you know, it's you know asking and seeking. You know, it's a, it's that whole concept of getting, getting um, an answer from him. Anybody that's got a willing heart, it's just a way to go deeper with him and find out more about where he wants to carry you through the year in the Word. I think that's one of the things that I uh, is that 
by the end of the time you get there, you obviously you see your participation in it, but you also see his as well. So, right, and I, I love that idea that you know if you're willing to ask, oh, he would love to take you on the adventure, and we've seen that with so many people's experiences, especially when you have a community, right, that you walk with, whether it's a Sunday school class or whatever that Band of Brothers looks like in your life, to share your word of the year with this group is is a phenomenal thing to watch their growth, which builds your faith, right? Like if he can do it for that schmuck. (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain amount of vulnerability in it as well, you know, that uh, sharing your experience and what you're learning is part of it too, Right, so you know, I was. However, that works. Be the guinea pig in your group, and they say, "Oh man, if God will do it for Robbie, they're right. bound to do something <laughs> for me." You know, that's, you know how it works. Um, but nonetheless, moving along, we have three more that we didn't get a chance to do in the regular show, and so I'm very excited because, uh, to me, it's just a beautiful thing to watch somebody walk with God, and to hear how that relationship actually plays out. And so, you know, Rodney. Uh, it's been quite a year for you, honestly, um, to see where God has had you. And um, and so I love um, what he's doing here. Yeah. That's always fun to find out after the fact what God's doing because <laughs> you go into it, you're thinking, oh, I know what he's meaning, but you don't know. So, again, for this, it's going to be the masculine journey, Aretha Franklin, <laughs> Blues Brothers clip. So, Robbie just Christmas it, Eve extravaganza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Again. And a happy new year. <laughs> All right, the trivia question is, what is Rodney's <laughs> word of the year for 2022? <laughs> and we've never had a wrong answer yet. <laughs> um, so my word was freedom. And when I first got the word, is you know, a little over a year ago. I probably got it in November of last year because I was starting early thinking, man, I better start praying into this and figure out what my word is. And in November, I also got a letter from my wife's attorney saying, hey, you know, she's seeking for divorce, this and that. And I'm like, okay, it's taking the next next step, the next chapter. And I'm, all my thought was, well, that must be what the freedom's about then. And it really wasn't. It played a part for sure. But what it did is really always played a part with my expectations. I always had this expectation of, okay, well, it's going to happen is it's about you separating from your wife and you're, you're going to have a new life and things are going to be different and you're going to have this freedom or something. And I'm like, okay. And as the year went along, um, here we are in December and we finally signed the separation agreement. And I think on January 3rd, uh, the divorce will be final. So there's been a lot of change to put it you know, kind of mildly, because it's just, it's weird. Um, but my relationship with my kids is different. My relationship with my wife is different. We really are actually free to be more vulnerable and talk with each other because there's nothing on the line. There's not all the, the mess and muck and other things that are in, in that kind of world. And we've had some very good 
conversations, and it's actually been nice and freeing to go talk with her about things, to talk with my kids about things, and not have other distractions going on with you know relationships that aren't doing well. So there's a lot of freedom in there. And then you have things with work, um, relationships like, you know, just with my mom and just going back and finalizing that this year, I decided, well, I'll go back and spend Christmas with my mom because I hadn't been able to do that for a long time. And just having some deep spiritual talks with her and her faith and mine and, you know, church experience and where we're going and how, how that's working in our lives and how that's going to work out. Because then, and very unfortunately, you know, Andy, with you losing your mom, just brought up, you know, very mm-hmm. deep conversations. So I was like, yeah, Andy just lost his mom. And we started talking and, you know, just, well, how are we going to do things? And that was even, it's kind of been a topic of conversation for us, you know, like how, how are we going to handle things at that point in time? And it, it, it just allowed me to have a, freedom in knowing what my mom's heart is in that, which, you know, it's just interesting how things work, you know, as Andy's, you know, grieving his mom, I'm thinking about him and I'm just, you know, hard to hold back the tears when I'm just sitting there with my mom just thinking, you know, that could, that could be me. And so just having that, that freedom to be able to talk and communicate and do those kinds of things where I wouldn't have had the same space if I wouldn't have been thinking about this. And it's just one of those things with the word of the year. It's it's kind of like my, my personal topic with God. So if the word freedom comes up, if you see it in the Bible, especially, you know, when you when you hit these topics and you see the concept of freedom in the Bible or you get freedom in somebody's life, it doesn't have to be the word exactly, but you get the concepts. It's just amazing how it just jumps out at you. Mm. You just, all of a sudden, it's like the antennas go up and you're like, you're alerted to that and you're on it real quickly and you're paying close attention. And that's what I really enjoy about having the word of the year because it brings me to something that has some focus. And even the old words still pop up all the time. And like David was saying, you kind of get a, a storyline over the years as to, oh, this is what's going on. This is where God's taken me so far. And it does get kind of exciting about, oh, look where I get to go next. And that's fun. Yeah, it's really, really hard to to see, you know, to watch a friend go through the stuff we've watched to go through this year. Mm-hmm. But I do admire what you said, you know, when you were getting ready for the show is, you know, you think about freedom when it comes to like, oh, man. But by the same token, the question really becomes, what will you do with that freedom? Right? And And God walking with you, and now you're – you do have some freedom you didn't have before, and what what does he intend for uh, to redeem that time? Um, that clearly is 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 not what you know you had planned two three years ago or any right. way shape or form. So you know, yes, it's, it's really it's amazing, and I, I am just so grateful for the transparency. Right, like how many guys are going to get on a Christian talk show and talk about you know what they're going through in their separation of their mm-hmm. wife? I mean. You know, and, and so, you know, it's it's of great value because all of us, including me, have, have been down that road or will be going down that road. It's not what we want. It's not what you wanted. Mm-hmm. No. But it, it is what, what God brought and away you go. So, Andy, um, it's great to have you back. I know Thank it's you. been a particularly difficult couple of weeks mm-hmm. right before Christmas, but um, 
It's your turn. So my word of the year uh, was charity. I felt like I saw it down in my spirit driving back to Boone one night, and uh, I kind of translated it to love. Charity sometimes gets pigeonholed to just giving to the poor, and that's a part of it. Obviously, it comes from a source of having concern for humanity other than yourself, but I think it's so much more than that. And some of the talk, some of the shows we've done before and the initial show and the mid-year show of just talking a lot of focus on 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, and it so much defines love. And um, But there's, there's so much more to it even than that, I believe. Uh, what I think I experienced this year is more of the focus of being more intentional in spending time with people quality time, giving them undivided attention. Uh, For example, my mom did pass away right before Christmas, but this year I was able to bless her in a lot lot of different ways. One was to honor her on one of our radio shows here, one of the podcasts uh, for for Mother's Day, then uh, took her on a trip, a two-week trip to Missouri, just a a wonderful trip where both of us were blown away. And and I don't know, I guess, but looking in retrospect, it was kind of led by God because of what was coming up. And then she came up and spent time with me in the mountains she loves, that I love, the mountains, and came up and wanted to experience it. And all those things, I just really felt a sense of love. Now, you know, that's love in your family. There's nothing unique in it other than being. Sometimes I had a tendency to not always be present with my mom, and I was much more present during those those times. But um, this clip that we have kind of goes along with it. It talks about heaven, which is kind of on my mind this week, obviously. But it really it gets into this little boy, um, Colton, who um, goes to heaven through what during one of his surgeries it gets really bad, and he goes to heaven. He comes back, and he has a lot of information that people he shouldn't have that kind of validate his story. But his dad's a pastor, and this is this is a whole dialogue from his dad. And the church is almost dividing on the fact that some people kind of, maybe religious, don't believe that, and it's kind of divisive. And he's the he's trying to, the, the pastor's trying to lead them through that and kind of bring some healing. He makes a couple uh, points about love that you'll hear. I apologize. There was this, this was a long clip. I chopped up a lot, so... There's not a lot of transition time, but enjoy the clip. I'm standing here today with wounds that are still healing, fears that are still echoing. And in that way, maybe some of you are sitting here this morning exactly like me. I can say truthfully that the pain that I suffered, it was nothing compared to watching my son that close to death. So now we got a question. Was Colton in heaven? Yes. He was in the heaven that God showed him. Is heaven real? Because if heaven is for real... We'd all lead different lives, wouldn't we? Would we? Really? Haven't we already seen heaven? In the first cry of a baby, the courage of a friend, the hands of a nurse or a doctor, the love of a mother or father. Haven't we already had a glimpse of heaven and so often chosen the hell of hate and fear? Is heaven for real? Every single one of you has asked that question. All of us have. And for me, the answer Yes, I see it, so I believe it. What we believe changes what we perceive, and I believe that God, he's love. 10,000 times I've been here and I've talked about on earth as it is in heaven, and 
I don't know that I ever listened to that. And my son, he saw something. He, he saw heaven. He'll tell you all about Jesus. How about that name, Jesus? Ooh, Jesus creates so much hope in so many of you, so much distrust in so many others. That's okay. I believe God asked me to be a pastor. Did he insist on my vision being the same as yours or yours? Of course not. Did he make me one of those heroes like that lion and the bear and unicorn I preached about? No, that's what I wanted. God had a different plan. God crushed my pride, opened my heart to love. And all I have to do, the one thing this love requires is that I let others know they're not alone. Basically, he, he spoke about love, um, that he wanted people to know, um, to love them by telling them that they're not alone. And that's another thing, you know, that I want to convey, you know, that, that there was a message in there that God is love. All this stuff starts just kind of circulating around. Um, I just, I feel like there was just such a sense that I carried though differently than what I had that love was, you know, they talk about love's not a feeling, but if you're engaged with a God and you and that's your word and you're getting the technical concepts, what it is, what it isn't from the Bible, but your heart draws into it more to where you're actually feeling that emotion. I felt different this year than I have before on love. And I was much more sensitive when I wasn't being loving because that happens a time occasionally time or two here or there. But, uh, you know, I, what better word that you can build your life on is love. I mean, obviously that's the, says the greatest of all those hope, faith, hope, and love is, is love. And, um, I don't know. It just, this, this word will always impact me. I think I've told before that I used to hear people get that. And I was always getting other different words and I'm just kind of envious, but I was, there was a time and a place in the fullness of time. It came about that I got that word. And, um, again, just, uh, you know, you also heard um, him talking about how um, he was talking about the, how as a pastor is everybody everybody's supposed to see things the way he sees them, and he was he was giving people the idea that he, you got to have grace for other people to have different opinions and stuff. That's a form of love. That's in First Corinthians thirteen that you know it's not always your way and stuff. So um, I, again, I. I I look back at the year. It's a perfect word for what happened this year with my mom. Um, she loved me well. I feel like I loved her well. I wasn't perfect, and I think sometimes, um, pretty sometimes she and I could have a difference of opinion. But um, all in all, I just feel like um, I had the perfect word for this year. Yeah, and when I think of that word love and you know we had a chance some of us to spend eat dinner tonight together mm -hmm. and you know andy when we first spoke after your mother's mm -hmm. passing you were really concerned about the timing of it like mm -hmm. it wasn't her time because right. you know i was she was standing there talking to me and then yeah. she you know was at your house yeah. and, mm -hmm. and then you said something that just struck my heart was absolutely beautiful and i'd never really processed it before but it really spoke of the love that you have for your mother in spite of the fact that obviously you mm, miss her completely, right. but you said, how cool is it that she got to celebrate Christmas in heaven Yeah, for the first time yep. with all those people? Yep. 
Yeah, I'm sure she if she, if she was on this side and I, she told I don't I don't know she didn't want to leave this earth I know that, <laughs> but I know now where she's at. I mean, and she is truly celebrating. They, they've got to be celebrating Christmas. They they have to do that. They probably so celebrate Christmas every day. I guess right. But uh, she's she did she she is she she was celebrating Christmas in in heaven this year. So yeah. And and so it being New Year's Eve, just saying. <laughs> How'd you figure that out? You're getting me messed up with all this Back to the Future stuff. Right? Ah. <laughs> so here, here's some fun facts that, that I don't know if you've ever considered, but, you know, I'm here to mm-hmm. challenge you that, you know, Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've done the math on that, but interestingly, the Greek Orthodox is apparently have different math than mm-hmm. we do. Because that would put it somewhere around the 3rd of January, but they celebrated as a festival on the first day of January. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Is the day that Jesus, and, and there's a lot of reasons that that's a miracle, okay? So the number eight is the eight, is the miracle, you know, number in so many different ways. And so the fact that he was circumcised on the eighth day means that that was the name that he was given, Yeshua, Jesus which was given to him by the angel that told both Mary and Joseph, this is the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he had a name, which means salvation in Hebrew, like mm-hmm. that's that in itself is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at some other eight days just for those eight day lovers like I do <laughs> that, you know, in the book um, uh, of Luke, when it talks about that he was going to, um, you go up the mountain of transfiguration. If you look, it mentions that eight days later, after he was talking about some of you will not see God before um, the kingdom of heaven comes again. I mean, some of you will see God before the kingdom yeah. of heaven. Well, eight days after that, they went up the mountain of transfiguration. Yeah. Right. And, and then in the book of John, when Thomas, you know, I figure he was the David in the group. He says, I ain't believing it until I stick my finger in his hands and stick my hand. In, you know, that was my last name, right? <laughs> <laughs> and fascinatingly, if you go look at that passage in John, you're going to see eight days later, mm. there he was, and he got a chance to do that. So, you know, it's kind of neat, really, from my standpoint, that mm. here we are on the eve of the eighth day yeah. you know yeah and and just for those lovers of math and my math uh would be that he came into jerusalem in the triumphal entry on a sunday well when he was resurrected eight days later right it was the ultimate miracle of all time mm-hmm. um which also happened and i don't know if you knew this but it's cool that the temple was cleansed in the eighth day right originally and, and so the temple was really cleansed on the eighth Amen. day after the triumphal entry, just saying. Um, some things to put together as you're thinking about the fact that it's New Year's Eve. So I guess you guessed that it. it's my turn. And my word of the year, how fun. I hope you all get this word at some point in time, was delight. And so I had begun a delightful journey last year in um, memorizing the 119th Psalm, which is where God had me. And so I went on to, I never would have dreamed you know, again, for those of you who have not heard the story, it started out the year before with the word engage. And, and so part of that engagement was he wanted me to memorize these different psalms. When it came to the 13th psalm, he says, I want you to memorize the 13th psalm. And I had no clue what the 13th psalm was. I said, well, man, I hope it's not a long one. <laughs> well, the very first verse 
in the thirteenth Psalm is how long, Lord? <laughs> God That's, has a sense of humor. He does, right? And when I read that, I just burst out laughing, right? But it's a very relevant Psalm. But fortunately, I recall it only has eight verses. It's a really short one, easy one to memorize. But then he came through with my engagement and said, "Okay, we're going for the big boy. One hundred nineteen, one hundred seventy-six verses. Number eight becomes significant in that in that Psalm." And so, as I never would have dreamed at my age, <laughs> I can't even remember what day it is, obviously. Um, it's not yeah, Christmas Eve. No. <laughs> that I could memorize under. But the, the delight of having finished that in 2023 was remarkable. The delight of quoting that on my way to work. Um, and then he took me into an, an even just more delightful experience for me because he knew that my favorite book in the Bible is the Song of Solomon. And so then he had me memorize the Song of Solomon in, in 2023 and to say that was delightful and continues to delight me all the time, right? There you go. And so these guys are all showing me that I only have two minutes left. No. 22, not 23. Oh, 22, not 23. Oh, they're, they're showing, they're giving me hand signs of like, man, I'm running out of time. So there I was memorizing the song of solomon and i want to get down to my clip right and and my the idea of delight was believe me anybody listens to my podcast know how much i delight in the word of god and how much i delight in experience this book but what i was really praying for was to have that kind of experience not just first thing in the morning you know, when I would go spend, you know, three hours with God, I wanted to take it out into the playing field. You know, I wanted to, you know, so that time when I went salmon fish or steelhead fishing up there with, with Terry and them, and I got to catch that steelhead while engaging God, like speaking to him directly, knowing that he was in communion with me at that moment meant the world to me. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was hunting and actually I, I had you know, due to some really strange circumstances, my stand wasn't in place. So I'm having to shoot from this walking stick because we don't have anything to rest the gun on. And so I was just praying, like, God, it'd be really cool to have a hold of this staff, which I know is you, biblically, is the staff. I said, I want to have a hold of you as I'm shooting and know that this is the shot you want me to take. And so as I'm finished that prayer, I turn around, there's three deer standing there, Okay. <laughs> I said, which one do you want, Jesus? I mean, we, we got the staff in hand. Which one do you want? Okay, you want that one. And I'm like, and I put the shot where it should go, and away it went. And I missed. But you know what? I delighted. And you don't get to hear my clip, but it's okay. Because I wanted you to hear how I delighted. And so you can delight this year in your chance to get your word of the year. So all you have to do, again, is just ask what's my word of the year and then listen and then write it down for goodness sakes write it down because the, the, the enemy would love to steal that from you begin to pray with that pray through it begin to go on that adventure and, and then you know how cool share it with others so they can see your journey and you'd be shocked at how many other people will all of a sudden start that so much more fun than that uh, so we got an entrenchment coming up it's free january 27th through the 29th this is the Truth Network.